Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. Again, my name is Jeffrey Davis, and uh, I am the host of Radio Entrepreneurs, and also glad to say the founder, CEO of Mage LLC, management consulting firm in Boston, in the Boston area. During these times of chaos, and always since the beginning of Radio Entrepreneurs, we like to speak with Mark Furman from the law firm of Tarlow, Reed Hart, and Rogers. This segment is Entrepreneurship and the Law. Welcome back, Mark. Hi, Jeffrey. Great to be with you. Thank you very much, Mark. It seems almost impossible to talk about entrepreneurship and not talk about the law nowadays. Everything is so regulated. Well, that's certainly true. And uh, what I wanted to talk about today was, uh, you know, what happens when you sense that there's trouble in paradise, that there's some kind of issue between you and a, a supplier or a party you have a contract with. And um, you know, I see business owners uh, take two different paths when problems arise, and I want to make a push for taking one of those paths. I see situations where, at a very early stage, the business owner consults the lawyer, and you can see how every email that's written by the business owner in trying to address the situation and position him or her in the best possible light has the fingerprints of a lawyer without uh, using any legalese. And so the drafts, the texts, the emails are shared with and the strategy is put together with the lawyer. And, um, and as the dispute continues to evolve, every step that's been taken has been well thought out, not only to the next step, but three steps ahead, and how every email or text is going to look in front of a judge or a jury. That's, that's one road to take. And then the more common road is that people don't get legal advice at an early enough phase. And they just uh, express themselves in emails and texts in a way that may not put them in the best of light. And, you know, words matter. And of course, lawyers take a lot of time trying to be precise about words and make sure that they're not subject to different interpretations. But if you lay people aren't really trained to do that, and it gets compounded if uh, people don't obey the what I call the 24-hour rule, which is just if something really hits a nerve and you're really angry, the best decision may be to do nothing until the next day so that you have time to to reflect, never send an email or a text that you wouldn't want, that you'd regret having on the, the front page of the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, or uh, the national news, because these things get published. I don't mean necessarily to the media, but they get published in court. They get put in... Uh, um, on 
so that everybody reads them and you're subject to questions about every sentence and every phrase and words can be twisted or construed in different ways. So my message for today is choose the first row. I know lawyers charge for their time, um, but if there's a way to maneuver the case strategically to stay out of court, or if you end up in court to put yourself in the best possible light, um, it's really important. It makes a difference because, you know, we don't have any hundred percent cases. If, if I'm representing the plaintiff, if I prove the case by 50.0001%, my client wins. And if I prove it to 50%, my client loses. And if I'm representing the defense, 50-50 means the defense wins. But if the other side gets to 50.001%, my client loses. So every move is important and it's important to be strategic and it's important to have the benefit of um, people who are trained to see how things are gonna play, not only in the heat of the moment, but how they're gonna play down the road in court. So it's a collaborative effort. Uh, it's worth the client's investment of time and money uh, I'm not talking about small claims disputes, but I'm talking about disputes that matter. And I'm always struck by uh, how many times I think to myself at the beginning of the case, after I've read the documents, gee, I wish I had gotten involved a couple months before in the background to help out. Um, so that's my thought of the day, Jeffrey. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to role play with you because I like watching your response. I'm going to try some new stuff because I agree with you with clients. I always tell them, take their time, be careful because everything's admissible and you don't want to just be spending time with lawyers arguing over your letters. So here's a, here's a typical client comment to me. Watch, I'll be the client. You can be the attorney. Don't worry, Mark. I didn't send any emails. I only sent texts. <laughs> well, there. They're no different. They're, they're communications and, um, you know, they're evidence. Texts are evidence. Emails are evidence. Letters are evidence. And verbal communications are evidence. And the thing about texts, emails, and letters, they're, what they say is not dependent on what you remember the conversation being. They are fixed. Whatever they say, you know, somebody's going to read. Um, so so I'll, I'll give you another one. This is uh, very COVID related and I'll play again. You be the attorney. I'll be the client. Uh, don't worry, Mark. I didn't write any notes. My argument with him was on the Zoom. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, people have to understand that every, there's a record of everything and uh, in, in our society. And 
And, you know, if you've deleted an email, that doesn't mean it ceased to exist on your device. Right. Uh, or same for text, same for phone logs. Uh, you know, it's just, um, and there are people who, you know, make, take uh, a copy of everything that's on your device, uh, forensic people. And um, so, so if you were if you were supervising me on the Zoom and you were just about to give me, as you always do, na- some negative feedback, <laughs> I, could, I could actually have my phone t- taping this Zoom. So let's say I'm an employee or an employer who does that. I tape the Zoom. Where does that stand? Well, um, I mean, taping is... You know, you, you, you're supposed in Massachusetts, it's it's a two party consent state. Um, so re- recording anything requires the consent of both parties. That's, you know, people can routinely give it. Um, but I just my overwhelming advice is you know, don't think there's protection from any particular type of communication. If, if you know, you want to say something like, you cheated me, now I'm going to screw you. Right. Uh, Testosterone you know, battle. You know, you, you, want to, you want to say that whether you put it in writing or you say it orally, it's not necessarily going to help you. In fact, I can't really think of a circumstance where that would help you. It might make you feel better emotionally at, at, at that particular moment, but in terms of a, a legal matter, it just isn't going to help. But a, a, uh, so I just treating all communications as like they could determine the outcome of the dispute is what's important. And that's why you need to be uh, strategic, think things through, get advice, and not speak out of anger. No matter how emotional the situation, you may feel you're being cheated by a partner, that you've been defrauded by another company, that you've been unfairly misled in a material way, poorly treated, no matter what, the anger that can somehow, that can sometimes come out uh, leads to what I'll call unhelpful communications. One thing we don't want to do in our communications is snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. And you know, the people who are going to decide the case, they have emotions and certain things that people say will impact them. Different people get affected by what's said in a different way. But remember, we're talking about the difference between 50% and 50.001%. It's a pretty, there's a pretty fine line between winning and losing. Well, we've been speaking with Mark Furman, shareholder, director at Trellabrito, uh Hart & Rogers, our weekly segment of entrepreneurship and the law. Mark, if someone wants to find you and get some good advice before they snatch 
uh, defeat from the jaws of victory. How would they find you? I can be reached at 617-218-2025 or at mfurman, F-U-R-M-A-N, at tbhr-law.com. Right. And you're going to have to go now because you're going to be teeing it up today with Tiger Woods, correct? Uh, yeah, maybe next week after we'll see if he plays in the Masters. But, you know, if he was playing, if he was playing uh, miniature golf today, I might be uh, I might be invited to play. This was the one and only Mark Furman with Entrepreneurship and the Law. This is Radio Entrepreneurs, and we're going to be taking a break.